Welcome to the Story Forest, original tales for curious and adventurous children. Princess Isabel gets a very strange letter from her grandparents, and they find a castle of chaos that needs some serious sorting. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Pesky Pixie Princess Isabel woke up, slid down the banister as usual and took a bowl of porridge, excited for another day of adventure. But when she looked up at Queen Mummy, she was reading a letter and she was frowning. What is it? Princess Isabel asked. It's a letter from your granny and grandad, but it's rather strange. Queen Mummy passed it across the table to King Daddy, who took it, read it and frowned. I think we had better go and visit them today, dear. It sounds as if they're in a bit of trouble. What does it say? Princess Isabel said, and King Daddy passed her the letter. It was quite short. It said this. Dear darlings, spot of bother, can't stop singing, and your father's on the ceiling. Please come and help when convenient. P.S. Please bring milk. Love, Granny. How strange, Princess Isabel said. Her granny and granddad were not usually so strange. We'll all go. King Daddy announced straight away. So they gobbled down their breakfast, then got ready to go. Princess Isabel told Ulred the unicorn and Harriet the hare all about it as they set off, riding ahead of Queen Mummy and King Daddy in the carriage. It was a lovely day with a bright sky and autumn leaves everywhere, and Ulred the unicorn's hooves made a pleasing crunch and swish as he walked. Granny and Grandad didn't live too far away and so soon they were coming up to the castle. It was a grand one with lots of tall towers where Princess Isabel liked to sleep whenever they stayed over. She sighed with happiness. It really was a wonderful place to be. They came to the door and King Daddy knocked. Princess Isabel thought her parents looked really quite worried. A voice came from inside. Princess Isabel recognised it immediately. It was her granny, but not how she was usually. She was singing. Just coming, darlings, don't mind me. Princess Isabel and her parents gave each other strange looks and then the door burst open and there was Granny with a big smile on her face. Welcome, welcome, Isabel, my darling. How lovely of you all to have come so quickly. She was still singing and everyone else stared at her. Come along in, she trilled and then took hold of a string that was hanging down from the ceiling and pulled it away from the door. Your grandfather would like to see you and I can't risk him floating away. Mr.
mystified, everyone followed Granny inside. When she got there, Princess Isabel cast her eyes all the way up to the top of the string. There, tied to the other end of it and floating just below the ceiling, like a big royal balloon, was Grandad. Marvellous! Spiffing! Look at this, Isabel! And then, rather slowly, he did a somersault in mid-air. See? Princess Isabel couldn't help herself from laughing, and she clapped politely, and Grandad gave her a grin. I didn't realise that your letter was quite so well. I didn't realise you would actually be on the ceiling, King Daddy said, obviously rather shocked. It's all so strange, isn't it? Granny sang again. I can't talk at all, but it makes a change from gardening, doesn't it, dear? Grandad laughed and looped round again. Yes, he said, winking at Princess Isabel. It certainly does, but we thought we'd better get it sorted out at some point. And we know that Princess Isabel is the one to ask when there are magical mysteries and problems. Let's have a cup of tea and cake, Granny sang, and we'll tell you all about it. Soon they were all having a cup of tea and eating cake, including Grandad, who was managing quite well at eating on the ceiling. So, Granny sang, obviously trying to sound serious, although the singing sort of spoiled it. It all started this morning. It's been a funny sort of morning. Grandad was just putting some wood on the fire when we heard a strange little noise and there was a flash of light and your grandfather was gone. I was up on the ceiling, Grandad said from above. Exactly. I went to call him to see what had happened, but all that I could do was sing. Then he laughed at me. I looked up and there he was. Grandad laughed again and Princess Isabel looked up. Her face was quite the picture, he said, and Granny laughed too. So that's what happened, she said. We've had quite a lot of fun with it this morning. And Grandad has been able to dust all the things we can't usually reach. She beamed at them all. Queen Mummy and King Daddy looked stunned. Princess Isabel furrowed her brow. So there was a strange noise, then a flash, and then it all happened. She tried to think what on earth might have happened. I think I'll need to investigate. Which fireplace was it? I'll show you, Grandad said from above and started to push himself along by pushing against the ceiling with his legs. Princess Isabel and Harriet the Hare followed, looking up to see where he was going. He led them through the hall 
down a corridor and into a cosy little room where, sure enough, a fire was burning in a cute fireplace. Thanks, Princess Isabel said, walking over to the fire and looking into it. I'll have a look around. Albert! Granny's singing voice echoed down the corridor and Grandad winked at Princess Isabel, then floated along the ceiling and out of the room. Coming, dear, he called. As soon as he was gone, Princess Isabel got down on her knees and started looking around her. She thought of detectives and how they would have looked about for clues, and she began to look at everything. First, she looked into the fire, but realised that anything they had tried to burn earlier would be gone by then. Then she looked all around the fire. There was a thin layer of dust on the floor and looking carefully at it, she saw some tiny footprints. Harriet, look, she said. And the hare hopped over and looked at them carefully. Princess Isabel, moving very carefully so as not to disturb the dust, followed where the footprints led. Soon the dust was gone, but looking forward, she could see a small hole in the wall. She frowned. Those are not mouse prints, are they, Harriet? The hare shook her head. Look closely. Princess Isabel leant in even closer. She could see now that they were not in the shape of just tiny feet, but of shoes. Tiny, tiny shoes. I think it's a pixie, Harriet the Hare said quietly. Princess Isabel frowned. So what do we do? Harriet the Hare gave her body a little shake, which Princess Isabel knew was the equivalent of her shrugging. Okay, Princess Isabel raised her voice. Pixie, Pixie, please, we need to talk to you, please, little Pixie. And then, suddenly, outside the hole in the wall, stood a tiny little man. His skin was a pale shade of blue. He wore a funny little hat and raggedy old pyjamas, and he looked very cross. What is it now? he said. Haven't you big ones done enough for the day? Princess Isabel tried her most gentle voice. Hello, my name is Princess Isabel. I'm really sorry if something has happened to make you sad. I wonder if I might be able to help you. The pixie was looking at her carefully. I've heard of you, he said, ever so slightly less grumpily. You went to the fairy party in the woods. I'm Herbin. I did, and I'd like to help you, if I can. And then I'd like you to take the enchantments off my grandparents, please. The pixie gave a sniff, then a nod. Fine, agreed. But if you don't sort it out, I'll put an enchantment on you and this giant rabbit too. Princess Isabel saw Harriet the Hare's nose twitch, but she kept quiet. 
The pixie continued. This morning I was airing out my bed when I turned away for one minute and when I turned back that big one was putting my bed in the fire. The fire! The pixie crossed his tiny arms. So I enchanted them. What did you expect? I see. It must have been a shock. Princess Isabel spoke gently, trying to ignore the pixie's threat to enchant her and Harriet as well. What did your bed look like? Perhaps I can get you another one. It was unique. It was perfect. It was all mine. The pixie spoke dramatically. It was a wooden box about this big. He drew a shape in the dust on the floor. And it had beautiful pictures of oranges on the side. It was wonderful. A big pink tear rolled down the side of his face. OK, Princess Isabel said, then smiled. I'll get you a new one. I'll come back here when we've done it. See you later. She went back down the corridor to where the others were, following the sounds of Granny's singing. It was a big castle. When she got inside, Grandad was trying to explain that what the world looked like from the ceiling, but he stopped when they saw Princess Isabel. She explained what she had found out and then asked the important question. Do you remember putting something like that on the fire, Grandad? Floating up by the ceiling, Grandad frowned. He looked as though he was thinking hard. All I can remember is an old orange crate. It couldn't be that, could it? Princess Isabel was surprised. Why was the pixie so upset about an old orange crate? Yes, dear. I remember that too. It was just after you put it on that everything happened. Granny sang with a dramatic tune. Princess Isabel laughed. At least this should be quite easy to sort. She told the others she was going to the market. Then she and Harriet the Hare went to find Ulred the Unicorn outside. They told him everything about what had happened and he rolled his eyes. Pixies, he said grumpily. Then the others climbed onto his back and they rode into the nearby village. They stopped at a fruit shop and bought a crate of oranges that Princess Isabel thought looked about right. It was the size that Herbin the pixie had drawn and there were pictures of oranges on the outside. They carried it through the village, happily munching oranges from the crate, when Ulred the unicorn gave a little whinny. Princess Isabel looked up. Ulred the unicorn was looking at a carpentry shop. Princess Isabel thought she knew what her friend was thinking. What if they asked the carpenter to make a much nicer bed for the pixie? Princess Isabel went into the shop alone and spoke to the carpenter about what she wanted. He smiled and agreed to make it and then he started. 
Princess Isabel watched as he sawed and carved and glued and varnished, sitting on a large wooden chair in the corner of the shop and munching oranges along with Harriet the Hare the whole time. Finally, it was finished and the carpenter handed it over with a flourish. Princess Isabel gasped. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful little bed carved out of lovely light wood with oranges and leaves carved around the outside, a lovely headboard and little oranges carved onto the bedposts. She thanked the carpenter nicely and paid for the lovely pixie bed and they rode back to the castle. When Princess Isabel and Harriet the Hare got inside, leaving Ulred the Unicorn chatting to the horses in the stable, they went straight to the others. Everyone was delighted with the little bed and Granny laid a tiny pair of pyjamas onto it. Wait just a moment, she said, and then returned with a cushion and cloth, which she cut into a mattress, duvet and pillow for the little pixie. The bed looked completely lovely. Princess Isabel, followed by everyone else, went through to the room where the pixie lived. She carefully placed the bed by his little hole in the wall, then called, Herbin! Hello, Herbin! We've got you a bed! The pixie was there suddenly, and Princess Isabel looked at him closely waiting to see him full of happiness because of his new bed. But he wasn't. He made a strange little noise, shouted out, No! And then there was a flash of light. And then Princess Isabel couldn't stop bouncing. It was as though her shoes were suddenly made of bouncy balls, she would hit the floor and go flying off in another direction and then keep doing it all over again. Trying to control herself a little, but not able to stop her bounce, she looked down. Herbin the pixie had disappeared, but very, very strange things were going on. Princess Isabel caught a glimpse of something that was fuzzy and blue and with a shock realised that it was Harriet the Hare. Harriet had turned blue. And then she saw her Queen Mummy's shoes waving in the air. Queen Mummy was upside down and she didn't seem to like it. She was waving her legs around all over the place, moving around almost as much as King Daddy, who didn't seem to be able to stop dancing around. Oh dear! Granny sang through the chaos. This is terrible. Maybe he just wants a normal orange crate, Harriet the Hare said. We got one of those too. We left it with Ulred the Unicorn. Princess Isabel could tell that her friend was deeply embarrassed to be bright blue. We'll have to go and get it then. Granny sang and she started to walk towards the hall. Behind her, King Daddy danced. Queen Mummy walked strangely on her hands. Princess Isabel bounced. Blue Harriet the Hare hopped and Grandad floated along the ceiling. 
It was a very strange journey. Granny kept singing and King Daddy danced in time and Princess Isabel kept bouncing things off the walls by mistake which crashed loudly to the floor. Queen Mummy looked a bit ill as she walked on her hands and Grandad almost floated away up a tall piece of ceiling but Granny grabbed the string around his waist just in time. Finally, they came to the door and leaving Grandad behind so he wouldn't float away, they went to the stables. Ulred the unicorn, who hadn't seen any of the enchantments yet, looked at them and whinnied and stomped his feet with laughter at the strange sight before him. And the sight of the unicorn laughing was so funny that everyone else laughed too, even though it was all quite serious, really. Princess Isabel tried to aim her bounces towards the stable. She got closer and closer, though she did bounce into Ulred the unicorn a couple of times. Finally, she spotted the orange box, stuck out her hand for her next bounce and managed to grab it. Let's go! And so the strange crew began to bounce, dance, sing and walk on their hands back into the castle. Grandad gave a cheer when he saw that Princess Isabel was holding the crate and they went back down the corridor to the room where the pixie was. They went into the room and Princess Isabel was about to call for the pixie when Queen Mummy whose head was at the right level to see such things, gasped and said, Look! Everyone did look as much as they could. There, in the cute and beautiful little bed, snuggled up under the duvet and dressed up in his brand new pyjamas and emitting very, very sweet little snores, was Herbin the pixie. They stared. And Granny sang softly, What shall we do? Oh, I think we should wait, Grandad said. And so they did, bouncing and dancing and listening to Granny sing and waiting and waiting. It was tea time, but none of them felt they could really make or eat any food at this time. The light started to disappear outside the window and still the pixie slept. And then he woke up. Harriet the hare was right there next to the bed and she watched him rub his eyes, look around the room at all the strange things going on and then laugh. That's enough, Harriet the hare spoke firmly. We made you a new bed and we found you one like your old one too. You absolutely must switch us back to normal. Oh, all right, Herbin said reluctantly. Then there was a flash of light again and everyone was sitting on the floor and everyone was normal again. Well, 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 Granny said and her voice was normal again. I think I miss it a bit. Thank you, Herbin. And I'm sorry we burned your bed. We didn't even know that we had a pixie in the castle. 
the little pixies stood up and bowed. The new bed is much better, thanks, though I could do with some more new clothes. Everyone laughed. What do you say, Harriet the Hare said sternly, and no more enchanting people if you don't like the clothes or something like that. Herbin looked sulky. All right, he said, and please. Then Grandad went off to make some supper for everyone and they had a lovely meal in front of the fire of toast and cheese and crumpets and jam and sausages. And Herbin told them funny pixie stories, mainly about the tricks that pixies had played on people. By the end of them, Princess Isabel thought they'd got off lightly. Then it was far too late to go home and everyone went to bed. Alred the unicorn and Harriet the hare in the stables, Granny and Grandad and King Daddy and Queen Mummy in their rooms and Herbin in his brand new little bed. And Princess Isabel went to bed in her favourite tower room where she could see the stars from her little four-poster bed. And she snuggled down under the duvet and was very glad that no one had thrown her bed into the fire by mistake. The End Thanks for listening. Princess Isabel is back next week when she wakes up to something very loud, fun and exciting outside her bedroom window. Thank you.